The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Welcome to Something to Say, conversation between friends of 40 years who are clergy, one retired, one active. That would be me. You're the active one, I'm the retired one, and I am Johnny, and the aforementioned me is Sky. What's up, Sky? How are we doing? Good. We are in a place where, in a series of historic firsts for us, we talked so darn long with Eddie that we had to make it a two-parter. Now, those of you who know Eddie... Will not be surprised by that at all. He's got definitely got something to say. (laughs) He does have something to say. And then most of it's good. So it's going to be hard to decide what to cut and what to leave in. Yeah. Well, we are continuing our conversation about the impact of COVID upon spiritual leaders, upon how we have attempted to do work through that while also living with the impact of COVID upon our very lives and the lives of our families recognizing that you're dealing with something that is all around. Everyone has been impacted by this. Someone in your church or family lost someone to COVID or had it and has lived with the implications of it. Some of you may be living with what is still yet to be fully understood about COVID. I know someone with long COVID Mm -hmm. and it is a beast. Yeah. My brother struggled with it for a while. It's been tough. There's the realities of all of that. And we invited Eddie into that conversation with us and to talk about some of the theological decisions that we had to make. And I reflect a bit about my own uh, theological last stand, as it were, in my final months of active ministry. And that conversation, I I hope you'll find uh, helpful and enlightening. And we want to hear from you about that. We, No one has the market cornered on having done the right thing or done it better than someone else. We all learned during this season what it was like to be a leader, be a pastor, care for other people at a distance. And it was incredibly difficult. All of us found ourselves on camera more than we ever thought we would be. And and certainly more than we ever wanted to be. Now, I would suspect clergy who are younger than us went to it naturally because, you know, devices and access to media. Had more comfort with it. Yeah. I think it was just a net. Now, some of us of our age, I think, have adapted well. And the ones who haven't. You didn't last long. Yeah. Yep. It's, it pays to be coachable. This is true. That's right. So that that's part of what we're going to deal with. And then we want to talk about David. David Atkinson died, oh, what, a week ago as we record this, roughly, or more than Around that now. 10 days, yeah. Ten, about 10 days ago. Senior pastor at the Collierville United Methodist Church, a friend of many, 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 many years to Sky, and a friend of mine, too. I loved him well. Often we were considered each other's nemesis, but I don't think that was ever true. I know, no, I know it wasn't it was with me. good entertainment. It was, it was, well, it was entertaining for those who watched well, the, yeah. the battles that go back corrected. and forth. That's right. So we want to reflect on David, and I think the reality of that loss within the family of the clergy is no small thing to consider, no. too. I, and, and a reminder of how precious life is and how short 
it can be. Indeed. When we come back, we will resume our conversation with Eddie on something to say. As always, we are grateful for the financial support that helps Something to Say continue. Sky and I began this with individual investment to begin, but we're aware for us to be able to sustain it, we were going to need the help of those who listen to it. And we're thankful for those who have thus far. Today, we thank Dave and Marcia for their support, and we invite you to offer yours. There are several ways to do that. You can go to the oamnetwork.com website and there find the Something to Say page, or if you use any of the apps. The cash app is dollar sign P-O-D-M-E-M or on Venmo at P-O-D-M-E-M. And if you use cash app or Venmo, be sure to list something to say as the beneficiary of your gift. We thank you so much for all the ways you continue to show your support to something to say. As we think about COVID and its impact on people, the spirituality of congregation, spiritual leaders, we're struck with the reality of COVID in the lives of we who are clergy in the Memphis Conference as we lost most recently our brother David and friend David. This guy was a part of that service. His partner in crime ministry in Jackson, Eddie, is with us to share some insight about his remembrances of David. I would be shocked if you were not a part of that service. So I was thankful that you were. As I was Tim, I I would have been shocked if Tim was not a part of that service. It was a mixture of honor and dread. I am thankful to have been able to give witness. I'm also thankful that I didn't have the lead in that service. Mm -hmm. I think God gave me enough grace to do what I needed to do in the moment, but I think presiding over that service would have been difficult. Mm -hmm. Tim, Tim and I both, we made sure we didn't tell the same stories and, and wanted to give a, a balance. So uh, you did consult? Yeah, briefly. And, of course, I had the benefit, too, of hearing what Tim said. And, of course, Tim always says everything so well. He does. Uh, and so it was not hard to follow that and know that, you know, I don't need to repeat that. Tim said it better than I could have. And so I just... I, I, le- I leaned a little on the lighter side. I, I think folks needed to hear a little bit on the lighter side, but I, they also needed to hear uh, his deep, 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 deep love for his family. Of course. That's not a stretch of the imagination. Uh, he, he would tear up talking about his boys mm-hmm. and Susan. He loved his family. And Eddie, you were there. I, you know, I have a job and I had to work. I couldn't go to Monday, whatever, Monday yeah, afternoon was, was Monday. Uh, funeral. And that's like, well, that feels weird in my new reality. But I was, I watched it later and you were just on the cusp of being pretty sick too, boy. And I could hear that in the voice. You were. Yeah. Eddie, I tell you, I pretty much sound like a coon dog all the way home <laughs> coughing and stuff. And yeah. uh, I, we thought about going to get something to eat afterwards. No, I'm, I want to get home. Yeah. I, I, I was much, not much count the rest of the week. Eddie, you were one as a colleague with David. Y'all were friends, I take it. Yeah, and right. say something yeah. about him. Uh, David and Susan and I all served in Marshall County together for about five years. And there was almost never a day that I wasn't either physically present with one of them or on the phone with one of them. My uh, two boys thought they were relatives. They thought they were like an uncle and an aunt. And uh, David and my oldest son, Micaiah, and I were with a group in Nicaragua. And David and 
Micaiah and I shared a room and um, Micaiah and I were going to be watching the NBA finals each night. And we were afraid we'd keep David up. David said that, uh, that he fell asleep before his head hit the pillow. And it's absolutely true. And Micaiah and I made no attempts to be quiet and it didn't bother him at all, except for one night child snuck upstairs to the room above ours and put a stopper in the bathtub and then turned it on and left the room. Within a few hours, a waterfall was coming down in the middle of our room. And Micaiah grabbed David and said, Mr. David, Mr. David, I think you better wake up for this one. And David uh, <laughs> shot out of bed and looked at Micaiah and said, what did you do? <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I can testify when David hit the sack, he was gone. Now, here's... And Eddie, you said in up for all of this, because you were witness one night to one of those episodes that I had with uh, with David. Uh, just from the outset, I love David. I think he and I understood each other. Now, it took a little while to get to that place, I will say. But I, I've i known Susan since she was Susie. Susie. I, Susie back, also. Back in the old Underwood, Underwood days, days yeah. and to be sure. So... I, I have uh, a, an affinity and a care for both of them and, and David in particular. And my memory of having any real direct extended time with him was your fault, Scott. Was my fault. As we were looking to do our usual, get a cabin as far away from the conference center for the spiritual life retreat at Ken Lake and do our alternate thing we may need to do a, an episode or two that, on that be a, that be <laughs> that might be episode. interesting as well and you say hey i got david stay with us and and that was i, I didn't know that's fine <laughs> david was david david was david you know once it was clear where i received my theological education and there's one thing about people who go to duke you never have to ask them they will tell you well before that opportunity arrives so he and I had this thing going uh, back and forth a little bit, but it was very clear the joy he took at, as was referenced in the mm-hmm. in his service, finding that last nerve and jumping on it up and down, up and down. To which I I said I remembered the next year as Ken Lake was coming around, and you said, "Oh, David." Was gonna stay with. I, I said well, he ain't staying in my room. He, you know, <laughs> and you'd say he'll just stay with me. You know, uh, so that's well, fine. Handle. Just don't give him the satisfaction. No, <laughs> no, not at all. And we had good conversations. I mean, it, the it, the thing I remember well about him that when he's in the middle of really pissing somebody off, and it's not you. He'll look at you if you're on the sideline and wink at you. Yep. You know, <laughs> he he took delight. It was almost sadistic. I mean, he 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 knew what he was doing. He, exactly he was poking was the bear. I mean, that that there's no way around it. He but, was poking the bear. But those times where he'd be, he was really making a strong point, and he just kind of look at you side eye and give you a little wink. And I'm and I thought, you little son of a gun. He redeemed himself when he cooked steaks one night. 
the dude can cook a steak. He could cook a steak. He could grill a pork chop. Yep. Yeah, we had we ate well when he was on the grill. There yep. was no question about that. And it was a science to him. I mean, he got the coals just the right yep. temperature at them in his little shaker and then put them in the ground. I mean, it was, it was something to watch. That brings us to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Eddie is dreading this. He's got his he's got his hand over his head. Saying, oh God, they're gonna ask this anyway. Yeah, yeah. Grand Rapids, yeah. I was I, I disclaimer, I was not at Grand Rapids, but I wish I had been. <laughs> so I was among the Memphis Conference group. School of Congregational Development. Going right? to yeah. the School of Congregational Development. It was a week in Grand Rapids, which was a lovely town, really. Quite nice. Nice place. Tim Carpenter was there, too. He was. I know. The two of you were seated next to each other, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the time, I had a parent on the cabinet. What I remember the trigger being was some things said about basically that these, you know, none of these people, you can believe what the, it was, it was the general bitching that we all would do about a superintendent or about cat, not about an individual necessarily, but about that work. Yeah. And, you know, they just play with us. Yeah. Pretty much. Treat us like pawns. and the, I can't even remember what the big moves were that year. Uh, I knew it wouldn't, it didn't involve me, but David was making grand sweeping claims about the integrity of superintendents, one of which was my father. I don't think I even have told dad this story. So here it comes, dad. And I took offense to that. And he was across the table from me directly across the table. And as I recall, Eddie, you, Tim and you were over here. He To your left. Okay. Now I have history that you may not have known with David in arguing for years at Ken Lake when we would get together. So I had that. And I also knew what a pain in the ass he could be sometimes when he thought he had a point that must be made and it must be heard. And it, you don't stop until he is convinced that you've heard him. adequately heard him well. He's the last person in my adult life that uh, damn near got hit from me. And, uh, and I don't know. I was, I can look it back at that now and, and I don't know what, what was going on in me that day. But I was hot, and I, I think story. after a while he got it that we need to stop this. But I have never <laughs> talked. I don't know that I've ever talked with you about this, Eddie. I'd I'd love to know. What I do recall is in the midst of my going back and forth with him and almost coming across the table at him, Tim and you were like deer in the headlights, like, oh, my God, let's, we're about to have a rumble right here in a this restaurant. I have a scrap in Grand, <laughs> Grand Rapids. Oh, yeah. Here come the hillbillies from Tennessee. Right. Man. <laughs> I hate um, I missed that. You know, it, it, uh, I, I remember uh, trying not to breathe real loud. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I just heard about it by text message like a day or two later, and I was like, Dad, come in. I missed a whole show. <laughs> Shoot. 
It was uh, it was not my finest hour, and through all of that, it was quintessential David in that moment. Yeah, and we we gosh, that was what fifteen years ago or better. You know, we or better. Go ahead, say what you think or remember about well, that. You know, honestly, what's funny is thinking about it from this vantage point now. The event makes me love you and David all the more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny to have mileage on some friendships because it changes the whole way you think about those events at the time. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what was going to happen or what the uh, other, you know, people from all over the country and world were thinking of our little group as, uh, as that was about to go down. But, uh, well, and, <laughs> and it is, uh, it is also a moment of retrospect, but, uh, as, you know, David used to be one of the best kitchen cabinet superintendents that we oh, yeah. had. That's right. But and, and and we can tell this story now because the the topic's been broached. You know, Bishop noted in his sermon that David was a district superintendent for a day. He came to a cabinet meeting, and and I I can honestly say that about three or four hours into that meeting, he he truly had a moment where he was like, I had absolutely no idea how difficult this was. And at the end of the day, when Bishop realized this is not where you need to be, you need to be somewhere else. I, he was relieved, but you know, there was enough pastor in him, you know, cause the Bishop was kind of saying, well, I, I asked this guy to do a job for me. Now I'm telling him to leave. And, and David was like, it, it, it's good, you know, be at peace. It's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he still talked about that day and said, man, I, and I, after that, I noticed he didn't play kitchen cabinet anymore after that. He really didn't. He, it, it, he, it, it changed the way he looked at things. He knew how difficult it was. So, you know, that David would be the first to say he, he could eat crow. He could eat it raw, boiled or fried. Yeah. Uh, and he did. Uh, yeah. He also knew that he he also knew that he was quick sometimes to process and then say, "Hey, I wish I had that one back. I shouldn't have said that." And not really. Every- I never experienced him say to me, "You know, I probably shouldn't have said that." Well, no, ever. that's because he was uh, he was that was sport. He was having a good time. I, I've seen him be quite contrite, but I've also <laughs> seen him just just worry out, and I just wanted to kill him sometimes too. Well, that, I guess that's. A I just sign. hate. I missed it. I oh, just it, missed it. It was, but the 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 you know the character of David is that the friendship was always robust enough that it wasn't like a wrinkled little flower that you, you felt like was going to be destroyed by even an intense argument. Uh, when we you know another in Nicaragua, David is was a was a workhorse. We were there for almost two weeks, and he scheduled for the team a two hour break. That's it for the entire two weeks. He had us going to a marketplace for two hours of relaxation. I have some Celtic blood in me, and two hours is not quite enough relaxation time. And so Micaiah and I, uh, we hired a cab to take us sightseeing one day, and uh, David wanted me to feel bad about that. He said, did you come down here to vacation? And I said, no. I said, but uh, two hours is not quite enough. He goes, well, it's on your conscience. I said, what's on your conscience to think that the Sabbath doesn't apply when you're on a mission trip? So, <laughs> Ooh, that a boy. 
<laughs> David, David did not, did he not always take that well? Uh, and I told this, Eddie told me that uh, story. For you to correct day. him about a theological matter, that, yeah, oh, that chapter is Dude, that yeah. was a nice one, Eddie. Especially when you're five foot four and weigh about, you know, 130 pounds at the time, David could have smashed me flat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got him to help me um, pick up some concrete curbs. I was at a church and we were doing a renovation. I went in a truck and trailer and picked up some concrete curbs and he went with me. Well, those things are heavy, but two people can lift them and put them on a trailer. And I, I, I gave him a pair of gloves when we were unloading him. Uh, I'm a man. I don't need gloves, you know. And I said, okay, that's fine. You know, he <laughs> smashed the hell out of one of his fingers. And it was the last curb that we were unloading. He looked at me, he blanched white, and he got in his Jeep and left. No, see you later, no nothing. I mean, he, he was one of the, I could tell, he likes to get on folks' nerves, but when his nerves got on, he's done. So he, he was out of there. So <laughs> that, that, that was endearing too. He, he, he could dish out a lot and he could take some, but he had his moment too, and then he just kind of backed away. So it was fun to watch those points. Do you have any other thoughts about David that you'd like to just, just kind of live in the record as we record? Just that, uh, you know, the scriptures say there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And, and I think the reason that we can even, you know, have this fun at David's expense now is because, you know, we know, we know the impact that his life made. And uh, the reason my kids for a time thought that, he and his wife or family is because, uh, it's because of the quality of life that they live. There's a deep authenticity and, you know, you, you fight the most passionately with those you love the most and the ones you feel the most secure around. I think there are a lot of friendships that are too fragile to ever have those kinds of moments. But, but if David was a friend of yours, though, that was a robust friendship. We went to several Kentucky boys state tournaments together and mainly to get, so Stephen might get a taste for it. And actually he went his senior year, but the, the bunch that we went with, they, they grew to loving. Uh, one of the guys was wearing a Duke number one shirt and the D and the E were X'd out. So you just see UK one in blue and they all wore him one day in his honor and he laughed harder than anybody. He, he took it well. So, I mean, he, he endeared a lot of people to him, but he, you couldn't miss him because he was loud. Like you say, he was genuine too. And Lord, go to a Mexican restaurant with him. Oh, no. I wasn't going to tell that story, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he would order in Spanish and Eddie and I, Spanish is better than his, but he would order in Spanish and then he would just get, you know, it's kind of like, okay. He didn't impress anybody, but, but he, he, without fail, he would do it. You know, I, and I could tell you what he was going to order. He's a huevos rancheros, tortilla maiz. I mean, you know, it's like, God. Can't take him anywhere. I'm sorry. Another, another Nicaragua story because, uh, uh, David David was going to go as the self-selected translator to the hardware store. Oh, yeah. And one of our Nicaraguan brothers said, that, that that's not a good idea. 
David was a really smart and intelligent man, but he didn't know his limitations. That was not always a good time. So David, you are out of your element. <laughs> Shut up. Situational awareness is a thing. Yeah, that that was not one of his gifts. Yeah, but so he David had so many said, others. Eddie, he said, "Send Eddie." I said, "David, my vocabulary is a thousand words. I don't have, I don't even have the vocabulary for paint or nails." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm glad to laugh because it was a gut punch, wasn't it? Um, man, to lose him. I, I. I told Eddie this morning, I told the staff, we were, we always share our joys and concerns and what, how our soul's doing. And I just shared, I said, it's still surreal. I just hadn't hundred percent embraced it. I mean, I was there at the funeral and I saw the pictures and I know he's not with us, but I, it's just, you know, if uh, God almighty had asked me, he said, who can handle this disease? I said, well, David Atkinson can, he'll, he'll get it, get a sniffle and he'll be better in three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just. Life is life is short. You just don't know. Yeah. Eddie, thank you for giving us a good bit of your afternoon now to uh to visit and to reflect on all manner of things. I'm grateful for your leadership and friendship over the years and it's good to see you and carry on, brother. Yeah, I'm thank blessed. you, brother. I'm blessed to work with him every day. All thank right. you. Talk to you later. All right. Well, I'm about to come down and tell the truth. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, it was about an hour all in talking with Eddie. I'm sure you've had more than a few hour-long conversations with him. Sometimes each day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm indeed grateful. It was really lovely to see his face on the Zoom, even as we critiqued yeah, technology. I, I hate you don't get to see his face on a podcast. It just adds a whole new dimension. It really does. He's such a lovely guy. And a great, great laugh. Uh, I enjoy that very much. So as we conclude this episode, um, again, we're grateful for your support. We look for your input. You can email us at somethingtwosaypod at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking about the podcast. Give us suggestions of things you want us to talk about or people you want us to talk to. Eddie is now our second, I guess he stands a second and third guest, mm-hmm. at least as far as episodic work goes. He, he's a multi-episode arc. That, yeah. that, there you go. Yep. We have in the works conversations to be coming with other people. Uh, we have some exciting opportunities, I think, to have some conversations with folks that we want to share with you as well. But we definitely want to know what you think and what you want, uh, some things you want us to talk about that may be difficult to talk about, but we're, we're willing. We're willing to try. We're willing to try. So, until next time, this is Johnny and Sky thanking you for listening to Something to Say. Peace. Something to Say is an OAM Network podcast. Hosted by Johnny and Sky. Produced by Gil Worth. Logo and designed by the OAM Network. Available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and theoamnetwork.com. Music courtesy of the Traveling Cokesberries.
On the next Something to Say, Sky and Johnny welcome Adam Hamilton to the podcast. What's it been like to live with and through COVID at Church of the Resurrection? How has ministry there been redefined, reimagined? What has he learned about himself through it? What are his insights on the future of the people called Methodists as schism is inevitable? These things and more, including a quick nod to the football team that plays in Kansas City. That's next time on Something to Say on the OAM Network. Power to the podcast.